0: To them. still
1: Good morning, brothers, sisters, friends, and guests. Your safety and well being remains a priority and is our collective responsibility. In line with our current COVID 19 regulations, please kindly observe the following. Everyone must wear a face mask covering both your mouth and your nose at all times. No physical contact, including greeting, is allowed. Please ensure a safe distance of 1.5 meters is maintained between you and others at all times. Families who live in the same house are permitted to sit together. The congregation will not sing during the divine service. We will listen to the organ, instrumentalist and soloist. This includes the threefold amen at the conclusion of the divine service. Sanitize your hands before and after using the ablution facilities. Please adhere to the guidelines therein and clean or sanitize the area you have used or touched. If you test positive for COVID-19 within the next 10 days, please inform the Rector of this congregation immediately. In the event of the above, the attendance register of today will be used for contact tracing protocols. If you're not feeling well at any time during the divine service, please alert one of the ushers immediately. At the conclusion of the divine service, kindly leave the church building and grounds in an orderly fashion and as soon as possible. Please continue to wear your face mask, sanitize your hands regularly and keep a safe distance from others. I wish you all a most blessed divine service.
0: I see.
2: In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, merciful, kind, and loving Father, we come before you today as a joyful and thankful people, not because we have no circumstances, not because we have no pain, not because we have no sorrow and concerns, but we have a great joy that we are your children, that you are and you remain our wonderful God, the one who has only thoughts of peace towards us, the one who loves us, the one who takes care of us, and the one who provides for us a most blessed future. And this knowledge creates much joy and blessedness within us. And so, Heavenly Father, it is in this mind that we enter into your presence, thankful always to be your children. And we love you, and we bring honor to you. And Father, we know we disappoint you so often, and this saddens us, but we never want to leave you. Heavenly Father, be with us here today, a very limited congregation because of the circumstances that we are in, but we have a vast congregation connected with us and allowed that they can experience the same feeling as we have our closeness to you. Father, many have much pain today, many have sorrow, many have concerns. Be with them and allow them to experience your love. If we think about what happens in the world, there's so much pain, so much destruction that man causes other men. Help us, Heavenly Father, to come closer to you. Now we pray, allow us blessed and beautiful moments. Allow our hearts to be united with the altar and let us, Father, be one as you want to bless and provide for each and every one of us our loved ones from beyond the world father they are not forgotten in fact we remember them especially and allow that no one is denied access to your throne but that together we can worship you because there's one desire we all have they and us lord complete your work send your son that we can be with you be with all your people wherever they are you know our needs and concerns as we now unite with our dear chief apostle Grant now your blessing and abundance. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters here in the limited congregation and all those connected with us, we bid you all a hearty welcome. Our Bible word today is taken out of the book of Genesis, so you don't have to battle when you go home to read it. It's the first book in the Bible, just in case we forgot. Genesis 3 verse 9 serves as our Bible word. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him Where are you? En Afrikaans gelinte Genesis 3 die neende vers dien as ons Bybelwoord. Toe roep die Here God na die mens en sê vir hom Waar is jy? Thank you very much, my dear brothers, my dear sisters, again here, and also those connected with us, which by far, I believe, is the bigger part of the congregation today. Yeah, we've had this service, and we're all aware that our dear friend and colleague, Bishop Baron, retires today. And maybe just for the record, this is two months later than what was originally planned. And I feel sorry for him because the plan was—I think when we started talking—we would allow 250 members in church, and then it came down to 100, and we were a little bit devastated. And then it came down to 50, which just made matters so much worse. But however, we really remain thankful, and I'm thankful to those who were originally invited, and unfortunately I had to say to them, "Sorry." but there's no place in the inn for you. And maybe if we had a stable here welcome mistake, Estate, we could have made a plan, but we haven't got that. So, to all those, including the Dezicke Apostle Barnes, who was along a big part of Bishop's life, unfortunately, he could not be here as well. and That's also a little bit of a problem. In fact, Liesl is not here as well, because she was exposed to somebody that had COVID-19, and that reminds us that we're still in a pandemic. We're not out of the woods. Some of us have become tired, but we cannot do that. We have to adhere, to look after our own health and the health of others. And you know when these things happen, then you say, but many say, where is God? Where is he? Why don't he save us? Why don't he stop this? Why don't he prevent us? Because he could do that. And often when these questions are asked, it comes out of a The origin of these questions is to create doubt and to undermine our faith and to question sometimes the very existence of God. But we know, when we ask the question, where is God? We know God is here. God is with us. God, the creator of heaven and earth, still takes care of his creation. He ensures that we can have air to breathe and water to drink and that the earth and the life of the earth is sustained. That was the task of God the Father. And He still does it up to today. So God the Father is here. And He takes care of us. God the Son came and gave His life for us. He died on the cross. And then He returned to His Father. And He says, I go and prepare a place for you. And He's at the side of His Father. Where He is our Advocate. Pleads day and night for us. And prays for us. And waits for the message to say, go and fetch your bride. So God the Son is still here. Very much part of us. And God the Holy Spirit is here, is in us. And is in His church. And He guides us upon the way that we must go. Leads us into all truth. And ultimately helps to prepare the bride of Christ for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ so god is here he's with us when the question is asked where is god he is here now now that we know where god is here is a question from god to us where are you you know where god is we know what he's doing and the question that was asked to adam is also asked to us
3: where are you
2: and i was really moved by the hymn that our solo was sang. Because before we asked the question, she gave the answer. She says, "Yes, my soul. That's what she sang beautifully for us. If the Lord asks, Where are you? It reminds me when I, as a young dad, played hide and seek with my daughter. I don't know how old she was. Maybe four or younger. And now we played hide and seek and and you know how the game goes and then when it was my turn to go and look and i would say are you ready and she said no not yet until she called us she says ready you can come i'm hiding here in the cupboard so the job was easy for me okay yeah that was not the first place i went to look ah, but the point is the lesson that comes out of this is although she was hiding which was part of the game, she wanted to make it easy for her father to find her. Here's my soul, she sings. When the father asks us today, where are you? Then we want to give that answer. Here am I. Here's my soul. We know the story of Adam and Eve and they sinned. Maybe if you read in the New Bible, they actually messed up a little bit. And maybe not a little bit, a lot of it. And here God came. They had to suffer the consequences of their sin. They could no longer live in paradise. And because they sinned, they felt terrible. They felt bad. They listened to the evil one. Now the Lord comes and says, Adam, where are you? Did the Lord not know? Of course he knew. God knows everything. So he knew where he was. But what was he actually saying to him when he says, where are you? God was actually saying to him, "Look, you made a mistake. But I'm here. I'm still your God. I still love you. I'll make a plan for you. I still want you to be with me forever. Don't hide. Come closer. Don't hide. Be here. Because my promise hasn't changed. I'm not going to take anything away from you. And immediately he made a plan for man. But Adam felt bad. Sometimes we too hide from God. And the Lord must say to us, where are you? You were so close to me. You were there. When I looked, you were there, but something happened. And you drifted away from me. So the question the Lord asks of us is not because He doesn't know. He wants us to examine our own heart and our own disposition and our own heart's attitude. That's why He asks. Pause for a moment. Think of where you are. Sometimes the one or the other becomes a bit angry with God. God didn't give me what I asked. God took away my loved one, took away my mother and my father, and those who were precious and dear to me. And I pleaded and asked. And God didn't give it. He didn't give it. He didn't give what I wanted or give what I asked, what I requested. He didn't give. And then we find ourselves a little bit in conflict with God. And we drift away. And we're no longer how we were. Our relationship with God has taken a bit of a knock. And we've removed ourselves. And to you, dear brother and sister, your friend, the Lord says to you, where are you? Where are you? In spite of everything. And in spite of your disposition. In spite of what you think. I love you. I want to give you my kingdom. Because remember. What is God's purpose? He promised that he's going to. Jesus promised he's going to fetch us. That we can be in his kingdom. And sometimes we expect so much other things from God and Jesus. There's nothing wrong to ask. But together we leave it all in God's hands. Remember. Remember. Jesus did not need to die on the cross to heal people. He healed them without dying on the cross. He healed them without bringing the sacrifice about. So that was not His main purpose and calling. He died on the cross to give us salvation that we can be with the Father forever and that is still valid. Where are you? Your brother, your sister, your child. Where are you? In other words, as he said to Adam, where are you? Meaning, I still love you. Now when the Lord calls and asks us today, where are you? He's saying to us, I love you. I care about you. And in spite of mistakes, come, I forgive you. I will take your hand. And I will lead you to the kingdom that I've gone to prepare for you. Where are you? We Drifted for whatever reason. Maybe. Within a family. We can ask each other. Where are you? We love you still. Doesn't matter. Whatever has transpired. It doesn't matter. The Lord forgives. He can wipe out the past. Let's come closer today. And each one of us. Looks into our own heart. And we need to ask ourselves. Where am I? He will help us and he will guide us there's quite a few questions in the bible many have been asking me think of elijah you know when he was with the priest of baal and people were divided and then he asked him how long another question that was asked how long will you waver between two opinions how long will you be confused sometimes how long will you He said, hunt with the hares and run with the the dogs. I don't know. But you can't. Jesus himself said to his disciples, you can't serve God and man. You must decide. What do you want? And Elijah said to the people, if God be God, then follow him. No matter what. No matter if it's not convenient, you follow him. Because he is and he remains God. he's proven himself to us over and over again. And if you've decided to stay by god then stay by god under all circumstances stay by him and maybe the question is to us how long do we waver how long do we go on the path that he has placed us or we go next to the path sometimes sometimes we we committed to god but sometimes going the path of sin is such a shortcut to get what we want and we want to We are not perfect. And God knows that. But what is our heart's disposition? Can we come before him and say, Lord, sorry I failed. And I take responsibility. For we all have sinned. None of us are perfect. And we all come short of the glory of God. But we stay by the Lord. Don't hide. Don't hide. And don't waver between two opinions that we eventually don't know where we are. You know, that we're the same. Always. We live a single life. And that's our endeavor. That we don't go the path. That we ask to be forgiven and that we fight with all our might. We fight to walk in the ways of God that we do not meander. You know, some people, I don't know, not here in welcome State, of course. But some guys, they walk straight monday and to thursday but friday night they also walk home but a, bit, a little bit because some other influences have stepped in no we want to walk straight always and endeavor to do that because the lord our god has called us and so we hear he says to adam where are you he says to us where are you he asks the question how long between two opinions and remember what elijah When he was tired and he served and they were killing the prophets around him and he was scared, what did he do? He went into a cave and he hid away. And here comes another question. The Lord's God said to Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this dark cave? Then Elijah said, oh, is it all worth it because they're killing the prophets and so on. That was Elijah. The Lord told him to come out of the cave, fed him, strengthen him, that he could continue on his journey. And maybe the question to us, because sometimes the one or the other gets hurt. We get hurt. People say bad things, they, they hurt us. And then we withdraw. We got burdens, and then we withdraw. We don't say anything to anybody, we just withdraw. And for sure, okay, you are hurt. You are sad. But you don't have to be sad alone. You don't have to cry alone. Come out of that cave. Come out. This fellowship. This friendship. The Lord God is here. He says to you too. How often do we go into that little cave. That little world of our own. For sure, sometimes the world is an unkind place. But the Lord provides fellowship. Now, brothers and sisters, He provides help. So we want to ensure that we don't withdraw. And we go into that. The Lord asked me and you today, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Don't stay there. Let's not stay there. He invites you, he says, come to me. I give you rest. I give you peace. I give you strength and I give you blessing. And I give you eternal life. Again I want to say, of course we are hurt. Of course people say bad things. But Remember what Jesus did when they hurt him? He says, Lord, forgive them. And even he made an excuse for them. He said, They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. And we leave that in God's hands. Come closer. Come out of that cave. You don't have to stay there. There's no light. It's dark. It's wet there. Here by the Lord is warmth. Here is blessing. Don't stay there. Remember in the beginning we asked, Where is God? Now God asks us a couple of questions. Where are you? how long between these two opinions how long do you serve god and man how long are you going to stay in that cave far removed the lord asks us and again not because he does not know but to make us mindful to check our own hearts disposition where do we find ourselves what's the modern saying what space are you at the moment so bring the Lord. Come into the space of Jesus. Come out of where you were. Another question Jesus asked once. Remember when the disciples were in the boat and there was almost, they were going to, they thought they were going to perish. And then the question was asked. Jesus asked them, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And maybe he asked us today. Where is your faith? I've preached to you. I've got brought my sacrifice. Where is your faith? That sometimes we, our faith leaves us. And when does faith, you know, we are in situations that it seems hopeless. That seems, how are we going to get out of this? Then we've got two choices at the end of the day. The two choices is to just give up. Or the other choice is to leave it in God's hands and believe that He will do what is right. And again, He's proven Himself to us over and over again that we are able, even if we don't understand, even if it does not seem fair, then we say, Lord, I believe in You. You called me. You promised eternal life you said you will take care of me here I'm in a position I don't understand I'm confused but I trust you so that you ask where is your faith that you can say yeah here is my faith not easy because I may have solved it in my own way but I'm willing to leave it in your hand hence he asked the question when I come shall I find faith so that's another question and that question you only answer to yourself i cannot answer for you and you cannot answer for me but the lord knows and maybe as the bride of christ is being prepared we need to examine and find out where am i what's my condition what's my heart's attitude how much faith do i really have maybe one or two more questions that we find in Holy Scripture. Remember, there was once when the disciples, Jesus was away from the disciples, they were on their way to Jerusalem, and they were talking among themselves. And then Jesus came and asked, what are you talking about? And they were embarrassed because they were actually talking and hogging among themselves as to who's the greatest. Who's the greatest among us? And they didn't want to tell jesus jesus what are you talking about meanwhile we say so he knows everything but he wanted them to think what they were talking what, what what's the value of their conversation and maybe the, today the question is to you dear brother dear sister what are you talking about what do you talk about when you are with your friends what do you talk about as a family what mother and father talks about That sometimes they talk so negatively that their children are influenced and have to carry the burden of their conversation. The Lord says in Matthew, You'll have to give an account of what you say, every word that you use. What are we talking about? What is our conversation? Do we talk about the faults of our brother and sister? Do we talk about everything that is wrong? Do we talk about God's servants and this is now not just for for service but for, for God's people what do we talk about when we're at the bride on a Friday night because I know of brothers they solve all the church's problems when they talk around a little bride or, or a little get together then, then the big topic is all oh my word where are we going What? where is the church and they solve the whole world's problems brother and sister what everybody else talks about let that be but what do i talk about and what do i say and how do i say it that when we talk to each other a lot depends on, on the one and what we say and how we say it. what is our conversation i think each one of these questions we can devote a month or a week to and say ah, let me look let me see let me understand what do i talk about do i say what i say does it add value what i say does it build up what i say is it true what i say will it hurt the one or the others the question the lord asks what are we talking about Let our conversation be worthwhile. Let our conversation add value. Let our conversation help me and my brother attain salvation. And then, at one time, Jesus asked, Saul, when Paul was still Saul, he says, Saul, why do you persecute me? remember when Saul was going around and killing the Christians and torturing them and he was struck blind he says why do you persecute me he didn't persecute Jesus per se but here was a powerful message what you do unto the least of mine you do unto me so how do I treat my neighbor it becomes in a topic of what you do unto the least of mine, you do unto me. How would I treat the Lord? Jesus, if you he were here, treat your neighbor likewise. Treat your brother likewise. And because, again I say, what you do unto the least of mine, you do unto me. I'm sure, dear brothers and sisters, we can ask many questions. And many more questions come up in Holy Scripture. But let us examine ourselves under these few questions. And find out. And ascertain. What's the condition of my heart? What's my heart attitude like? That's why the Lord poses these questions. Not because he doesn't know. He wants us to think. He wants us to examine. And in everything. Remember. He says to us. I love you. I forgive you. Never mind the mistakes. And the failings that you have. I still love you. Come. Come. I've created a fellowship in which you can flourish. Come out of that cave. Come, don't create that distance between us. Come, let your faith be strengthened, that you can believe and you can trust. What do I talk about? I talk about that which is worthwhile the glory of God. I talk about the goodness in my brother bad points in my brother and sister that the lord forgives but let us see the good in each other and talk about it talk about the work of god and the completion thereof not that our conversation adds any negative value and we treat our neighbor the same what you do unto the least of mine you do unto me and dear brothers and sisters that we don't waver in between the two opinions anymore i've decided for the lord and that is final. The question was asked of Joshua. You can go either way, you can go with the people. What are you going to do? He said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And maybe let that be our conviction. The answer to that question As for me and my house, we serve the Lord, we go forward unto completion. Amen. Dear sir, yep, a hymn to be sung. Huh? Oh so flute and the piano to be. Thank you very much. My dear brothers and sisters, ah, thankfully we here who are present will be able to celebrate Holy Communion. But our brethren who are connected with us, they together can join in the forgiveness of sin. And this we don't take for granted. And here's the evidence that our faith in our Lord is not in vain. Because already here we experience the benefit of faith. Because all those who believe through faith, we have access to grace. Because we believe, we now can be forgiven. And we all need forgiveness. We all have come short. As much as our endeavor was, this is where we're going to go, but sometimes the evil one gets the better hand. And then we don't deny that our lord god exists we don't want to run away from him but we want to come closer and says lord forgive me for i have sinned and that's what we want to do today and our lord wants to bring everybody closer He says, don't keep that distance because to be forgiven you must come closer to the lord that we can be forgiven and he loves us all equally no one has got an inside lane to the kingdom of god or to our lord jesus christ no one is better off than the others we all need to be forgiven and he wants to say to all of us you are all loved. you are all precious in my sight and so we we want to come and sincerely says lord i need forgiveness And we tell Him our mistakes and our failings. You know, we find it easy sometimes to speak of our successes. But when we fail, tell Him. In your prayers, and our Chief Apostle taught us in one of the services conducted for us, he says, talk to the Lord. Tell Him your concerns. Tell Him when your faith is beginning to waver. Tell Him when you struggle to forgive tell him when you are hurt and so we come before him today in this open mind he says lord here am i i hide nothing i want to be close to you so that you can see me what i need and that we can receive that and by the same same token you know we say we must forgive and we also need to forgive ourselves because sometimes the one or the other find it difficult to forgive themselves. No. We haven't even got the right not to forgive ourselves. So we should forgive others. And when we forgive ourselves, then we are able to start fresh and say, Lord, here we are. Here am I. I'm willing to be forgiven, and I'm willing to forgive. And together as brethren, we come to the altar. And to receive and celebrate Holy Communion in the way that it should be done in fellowship with each other. A meal of fellowship. That's what communion is all about. A meal where we remember the sacrifice of Jesus and a meal where we look forward to celebrating Holy Communion in the Father's kingdom. And so this is important. Come. Let's not be loners. Let's be part of the fellowship that the lord god placed us in he brought us together and he wants now to forgive us and invite us to the table prepared for all of us in preparation for us to celebrate holy communion and forgiveness of sins there is a hymn of repentance to be sung to rise and pray the prayer that the Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen I proclaim unto you the glad tidings. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, your sins are forgiven. The peace of the risen one abide with you. Amen. Amen. Loving Father, thank you so much for forgiving us. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for not giving up on us. We are so weak. And so sinful. But dear Lord. We want to remain by you. For we know that. By you we are safe. If we remain by you. We will. Enter the place that you had gone to prepare for us. If we remain by you. You can bestow your grace upon us. So help us. In our journey to worthiness. Heavenly Father. While we. Have failed you we accept your love and also grant us strength that we would like to overcome and not waver between and serve two masters no more but we want to serve you and only you help us in this great and blessed task heavenly father now prepare the way where we are privileged to celebrate the body and blood of your son and we know that also here each one receives the same would you love us all equally and allow that we are able to partake worthily of this blessed sacrament heavenly father allow us to realize that when we do and celebrate holy communion jesus is present we want we know this and we appreciate it and that's why the celebration of holy communion will always remain special for us grant us a great and blessed celebration We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now we shall celebrate Holy Communion. And now the Lord's table is prepared. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I consecrate bread and wine for holy communion and lay thereupon the once brought eternally valid sacrifice of Jesus Christ. For the Lord took bread and wine, gave thanks, and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. This is my blood of the new covenant given for many. For the remission of sins, eat and drink. Do this in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this wine, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. Amen. the body and blood of Jesus given. For The Lord now invites you to Holy Communion. Thank you very much. My dear brothers and sisters, we are also mindful today of are we? In the beginning we were mindful of those whom we did not see that's connected to us via streaming and whatever platforms is being used. And also I another two congregations connected with us today is the congregation of the island of St. Helena and Ascension. They also connected with us today. And Although we cannot see them, we believe and trust that they had a good transmission and they are still part of us. But now we talk of another dimension of God's work. Our loved ones who have passed on to the underworld. And the more we think about it, we cannot imagine. Here we can count and see how many people are in church on a Sunday and so on. I think our minds are too small to absorb the numbers. But many have gone. And you know, Jesus died for all. And he said, all can celebrate forgiveness of sins and celebrate Holy Communion. And he said, that's important for all of us. He said, do this until I return. And so for them in the world, they too can celebrate with us. They too, word is important to them but the celebration of Holy Communion. And Holy Communion, any sacrament, has to have a visible element to it. And here the visible element is where two servants will receive the body and blood of Christ, not for them, but on behalf of our loved ones in yonder world, wherever they may be, and whoever have come. And we pray always that no one is prevented from coming, that they can come and celebrate with us and experience the Lord's blessing and grace and Holy Communion prepares us for the bride, for the wedding feast, for the bridegroom of our soul to come and fetch us, that we can and with them experience blessing. And here is the most wonderful fellowship. And although our government says here can only 50 gather in this church, and I feel sorry for Bishop Perron because he's 50 means 34. The others are staff, like myself, and so on. But there's limited numbers. But those in yonder world, there's no limit. Whosoever will, they can come and now receive the body and blood of Christ out of the brothers prepared for this and in final preparation, there is also a hymn to be sung. Thank you very much. I ask you please to rise. <laughs> Our loved ones in the world, I was almost going to say the two but it's the two nevels before us today will be the practice for those to be served with holy communion and my dear friend I know I would pain you to make the phone call to say sorry there's no place for you we can't accommodate you and as much as you were invited before now you had to uninvite a few people that didn't bring you joy and it didn't make you happy thanks be to God that for those in the other world there is no limit without making this occasion personal you had a sibling that left this life early. you had a child in the other world they not forgotten you and there is place for them here today together with your parents and all those who have gone before to celebrate also the retirement with you but of all our loved ones who have gone before we remember them all here in this congregation so many But in the entire work of God, so many, and we say to them, you are welcome. And when we ask you the question, where are you? Then we want to hear you say, I'm here at the altar, just where you are. We want to find you there, where we left you. For those who are far away, also in yonder world, we say, come closer. Our God still loves you. No matter what. Come out of that cave. Come out of that isolation and come into this fellowship where there is warmth, where there is compassion, where there is no judgment, only grace. And here at the Lord's table, sinners meet because no one can judge each other. We have all failed and come short, and the love of God has covered us all. And so we invite them all from yonder world come and receive that which is special and blessed out of the hands of the given servants and the prepared servants, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, given for your peace, given for your joy, and given for your eternal salvation. Amen. Thank you very much. Please be seated. As you know that our dear friend and colleague, you know many people have an early retirement. He has a late retirement. Actually about two months later than what we originally planned. And he goes into retirement today. But before we go further, there is also a hymn to be sung. Thank you very much my dear friend i think i can say that and and i mean it really this time huh? Not sort of, sorry. but my friend neville we've come a long way together and today is very special i said to the brothers in the sacristy i didn't have to take a service i could talk about neville for two hours and that i don't believe will be enough But a special day has dawned in your life where today the responsibility of the task you took upon yourself here in this very congregation 42 years ago where you were ordained as a subdeacon that you have fulfilled. Perfect you were not. None of us are. But the zeal and your dedication to God's work cannot be questioned. You did that together with Marge and the girls who stood by your side to the best of your ability, and I can say because I've been a witness to that you've gone the extra mile, you've gone beyond the call of duty, and you did that because you loved God, you loved your leaders, you loved God's people. And that's why St. Helena is connected today and Ascension Island because you even sacrificed, you've been there over Christmas and New Year when everybody was having festivities here. in in the Cape you were prepared to go and you went to serve God's people there so there was no limits to your serving and to your love look Neville in this circle here is known better than what I can tell you but he comes from a very stable sound new apostolic background where you had a faithful father who served as a priest who passed away in your young age. How old were you? 10, 11? 11 years old. And then you had a faithful mother who stood by you. And who cared for you. And who showed you not only the, the path of life, but the path of faith. And that was an example which you, which you adhere to. Look, Neville was born in 1956. Just for the record, a lot of good people were born in 1956. Just, I mean, just by the way. And you were confirmed in 1972, like some other people as well. Yeah, we were in one, one confirmation district class, and, and so we know each other a long time. And we were there, and you grew up in the faith, and loved the Lord's work from childhood days. That's what I can say, and, and that's which I have seen. And as time went on you took upon extra responsibilities. In fact, Neville reminds me he was ordained into the ministry in spite of in spite of there being a television in the home. You know, in the days when television you'd go all to hell if you had a television. So the tape came, we put the television in the church now. So we grow and we develop. But that was it, and it was ordained, and you also became a marriage officer and touched the lives of many. You served as a community evangelist in Heidefeld and then in 1987 moved to Stunfontein where I want to say a new world opened up, new friends were made and a great vibrancy in the Lord's work and I remember you were very involved in the youth adaptation program that was written for the youth to help them into, into adulthood, that was a great, great project and you did that well. And then as a district evangelist, you went to the Tafelsug area, and I said, you went to St. Helena, and then of course, how can I forget the days of the inserts that we had to create? And that was, we were part of this team, and uh, I think often, I don't know if you remember the inserts that we used to have in a transmission service, and we made a little movie before that, that you could vis- uh, see some aspects of the area, or brothers that retired, or and sometimes we finished that the hour before broadcast. You didn't sleep, eh, much. You didn't even come home. We had to, we had to, to work at work and do it, and somehow it just happened. So I remember all the guys who were involved, who are part of it now, maybe now, I say thank you very much for that. But that was the birth of NAC TV. And it was a lot of work, and we are thankful that we have NAC TV today because it's a great blessing. And given us great experiences. And Then came March 2002. And then you started to work at the office. And you became the secretary to the Disciple apostle. And maybe I want to, to say thank you uh, Neville for holding up the office of the Disciple apostle with integrity, with honesty and that it could work. And now I speak, and maybe I want to quote from a letter of the sick Apostle Barnes that he wrote to you, which I want to endorse myself. That you are blessed and outstanding characteristic of loyalty, dignity, trustworthiness, faithfulness, and honesty. And I would say, Him, together with me, we trust you with our lives. Held back nothing that we could discuss and found in you a great confidant in whom we could share anything, and that you protected the office of the disciple apostle. Suffice to say that in my eyes, you were an exceptional, exceptional man of God. The words of the disciple apostle Barnes, and again, I'm saying I endorse that. Therefore, you were able to witness many godly interventions during our time of working so closely together. Such experiences remain unforgettable. And I just want to add to that: this did not stop. When the DC Apostle Barnes died, it carried on. And we often, I remember experiences and conversations that we had alone in the office, where together we just marveled that the Lord has done such great work. It was clearly visible that you gave your all, both as servant and my secretary. Your employment was as a direct result of many prayers, and you were truly the right man for the job. To me personally, a gift from heaven. And I want to say here uh, that the Apostle Barnes made it easy. I inherited many things in the work and how it was done and so made my job easy. But I take you as an inheritance, a gift that he had, that he passed on to me too, which was a blessing. So, And again, say I speak for him and many others, thank you Neville. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love and thank you for your friendship. Not just to me, but I'm sure to all the bishops and apostles who worked and labored with you. And the staff members who cannot be here today. Their mouthpiece I am too. Thank you very much for your love, for your dedication. And ah, we can talk forever about our work, working days, but we, it was great and the Lord blessed your labors. I must say you wrote something here and I wanted to remind some of the new bishops and apostles, I completed successful advanced driving course in 2003. It Maybe it's something we should reintroduce because you completed it successfully. Because I still know of some bishops who's long time retired that must still go do the test again. You know, they, they went on the course but didn't make it. So, yeah, and many other training. I had to smile when, when, when I read that. And You, of course, speak of the great time that when the chief apostle ordained you as bishop in Kinshasa. That was Monday, the 24th of June, 2013. And that was the day he was due to retire here in Malcolm's Day. I think it was Thursday, the 24th of June. And that didn't happen. And then he writes, he says, that the change of leadership... In 2016, the sick was clearly paid my services for which you were thankful. And I relied on you very heavily, gave you many jobs to do, and in 2019 I asked you to take care of the LGBTQIA plus group. And I thank you for that. That, that interaction with my office and th- this group, the rainbow group, could also be successfully handled. Thank you very much, Neville, for some of that. And then, I want to say, Marge, thank you very much for sharing Neville with us for so many years. I don't know, you can have him back now. He may be a bit shop-soiled, but that's the best we could do. So, please, thank you very much, Marge, for your support and your loyalty and supporting him. And then to Liesl and Lauren as well for their love and their sacrifices, because when a servant of God labors, the whole family labors with him. And for your friendship, in his final words he says, thanks be to God for all his benefits and blessings. And that's true, that you come today and you say thank you for what you could do. And from our side, and I speak on behalf of the staff, I speak on behalf of our fellow bishops and apostles, We were in a meeting on Friday and they're all aware and most of them are probably connected here today I'm their mouthpiece to say thank you very much for all the work it sounds so empty but it comes from the heart and our thankfulness is true and sincere and again I thank you also for your friendship I thank you for your integrity and as much as you're going to be retired today you have to carry the burden of knowledge that you have That you cannot share with anyone. That you still have to do. To respect the confidentiality of God's people. You will not be freed of that today. And that is a task that the Lord our God has given you. And again. I as the mouthpiece of all God's people. And as your district apostle. Devil. Thank you very much. Not for what. Just what you have done. As a bishop. But also as a secretary to me. And to the previous district apostle. But thank you for how you have done that. And you've made our lives a lot easier. But often I had to sleep easy. I slept easy because Neville knew about this. He knew what to do, and you did it very well. Maybe we didn't say that often when you were employed, but we had to keep something for the retirement, otherwise we had nothing to say today. But thank you very much for all that you have done. You remain in our hearts. Of that, there is no doubt. The friendship your ministry and the mandate will be taken away from you but don't let the friendship die. that's special and that keeps us warm in the fellowship and i think you also said where well, you have hurt anybody please forgive me that's what you said and the lord will do so and so will god's people of that i'm that i am convinced so dear neville god's blessings Take good care of yourself. Enjoy this time. Don't get up early. And don't go to bed too late either. But enjoy the time that the Lord will give you together with Marge and the children. And may the Lord our God go with you. Bless your ways. And be with you always that you can experience His nearness. And so i ask you now to stand. And so with this, dear Bishop, I remove from you the mandate Of the ministry no longer are you responsible to carry this burden a bishop you will always remain to us you will always be Bishop Iran but the mandate is herewith removed and I take this opportunity our chief apostle has written and he has said he wishes you well and you well for your interaction with him too and I'll give you a copy of his letter to wish you well for your retirement and so I do this on his commission to retire you and to place you in a blessed period of rest. Never ever let the time become a burden for you. Use it well. The Lord's blessing go with you and his reward will remain with you so that you are able to enjoy this new period in your life. And again, thank you for everything that you have done. And so, You are now retired. Normally, in the old days, we would give you flowers. But you remember I gave you flowers when you were 50 years old. (laughs) Hey, Marge, you remember that? So I don't feel so bad. I gave him flowers already. So so God bless you, Neville. All the best and take care. Okay, I give you 10 hugs when we can. (laughs) Good, beloved. Thank you very much. Now we want to conclude the divine service. Loving Father, thank you so much for your grace and your blessing. Thank you for your kindness. Again, thank you for the activity of, for 42 years as a servant, The Bishop Boron could serve and care for your people in various areas and in various responsibilities. Father, thank you. For servant of this caliber that could be of such a great blessing and asset to your work. Heavenly Father, now be with us. Be with those who today celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. Grant special blessing to them. Others have sorrow. Grant them comfort. They have lost loved ones. They are crying. They are sad. They are to give off to yonder world. Mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. Lord, be with them. And if possible remove this burden and fix it up as soon as possible so that we can have a semblance of normality and serve you again as we did in the past heavenly father grant your blessing we thank you again for the frontline workers the medical staff and everybody who serves father bless their labors as they love their neighbors now we are thankful we could bring an offering into your house father receive it out of thankful hearts and grant blessing unto your people. Be with those who are unemployed and Father, where possible, open the way to gainful employment also for them. Now complete your work. Send your son, take us home. We long to be with you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. seated for the final anthem. very much. Thank you to all the musicians and thank you for your presence and thank you for those who are connected with us. I just have one or two announcements to the congregation on the island of St. Helena. Thanks for being part of it, part of the divine service as well as the congregation on Ascension Island and an announcement. You know, it's not always easy to be so far removed from a big congregation. And I'll rector the priest on the Ascension Island is asked to, be, to have a break, and we have acceded to that. I've acceded to that, that he goes into a period of LOA, and we wish him well for this time. And also, then, that the evangelist Jack Brady, the rector of St. Helena, will also take care of Ascension Island, and we wish him well in this task as well. So, dear brothers and sisters, God's blessings to all of you. Thank you for being present, and to those who are connected with us. By the various streams. Thank you. The service was long, but it's the Bishop Baron's fault. You know, we he served so long, so we, for forty-two years, so we had to give him some time, or what do we say? We had to give him air time, which we did. So God bless. Enjoy the day. A blessed week ahead. Until we meet again. All the best.